This is the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and today we are covering training camp day seven. Justin Britt, a second round pick in the 2014 draft, took to the podium today along with Paxton Lynch and Geno Smith, who are dueling for the backup quarterback role. Let's kick this off with the Seahawks center. He's going into his sixth season in the NFL, and he's asked about what it's like going into the season with a lot of experience on the offensive line. You've got Dwayne Brown, Mike Upati, Justin Britt, DJ Fluker, and Jermaine Effetti, all the presumed starters on the offensive line. And just with those five players, that's 35 seasons of experience and 468 starts. How does he feel with all that experience on the line? I like to say that we're light years ahead of where we were last year um, with Solari and Schottenheimer and, and the, the whole group as a whole. And um, us up front, the cohesion and camaraderie um, that we have and how... Uh, you know, signing DJ was a huge move for us, and then picking Upati up in, in free agency was awesome. But uh, you look at the depth, um, I mean, you go on and on. I think Ethan's had a really good camp, and um, it's good to have Jordan Roos back out here after his deal in the spring. And, and so you go on and on. Joey Hunt's always solid. George, uh, Jamarco, Elijah, I mean, you go on and on. I think Knox has done really well. I mean, you go, like I said, the, our depth is crazy, and there's so many people um, that contribute to our group and what we want to accomplish. And, and uh, you know, I think everyone's playing a big role in that. Offensive line coach Mike Solari was brought in last season. Coming into year two, Britt explains the preparation that Solari offers. I feel like we're prepared. Um, and that's on the field and off the field. You know, I feel like our minds are sharp. And uh, he, doesn't leave, uh, he doesn't leave a lot of doubt anywhere. And he covers all the ground and... Make sure you're well prepared. But then we come out here, and um, the big thing about working year two with Solari is the technique. Um, we're able to go to the drills and know what he wants and, and know how he wants things blocked. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it'd be the same with any coach, just understanding how they want it and being able to do it. Defensive lineman Puna Ford, an undrafted free agent from 2018, we've heard has been frequently lining up with the first-team defensive line. And Britt says Ford has the opportunity to become one of the league's best at his position. I think I think Puna, he might uh, he has a chance to end up being one of the the best nose tackles that um, that could have played. And um, you know he, he's got that God given leverage, and he knows how to use it. He knows how to control everything with his size and and uh, and whatnot. But he he's quick. He's great with his hands. I mean. Uh, the, I don't know a lot of people that would be better to practice against than Puna Ford um, to get me ready uh, for Sundays and whatnot. Um, very appreciative that I get to go against him. One of the reasons why Ford went undrafted was because of his size, though it's because he's only 5'11 that it might be what offers him an advantage over the larger lineman that he's going up against. Yeah, because then you're asking you're asking the offensive line to get lower than him, and and uh, if he bends down, you know it's almost impossible to get lower than. And so, um, like I said, he understands that, and he understands that that's his um, strength. And on that, he's a strong player with a quick mind, quick hands, and uh, you know, like I said, he, he's going to be really good. Ethan Posick has been playing at left guard with Mikey Potty nursing a sprained foot. Britt talks about the growth that Ethan Posick is making going into his third year with the team. A huge growth. Um, you know, he went and, and I feel like he gained mobility and, and flexibility and understands leverage and um, 
is way stronger than than he has been. Not saying he wasn't strong, but you just tell. And so uh, you get someone like him with the mind of a center, it, it makes the center's job a lot easier um, if he understands what I'm trying to do and what I'm looking for. So, um, you know, having Ethan's in there is uh, it's always great. So what's the mindset of an NFL player at center? Your job, what you need to go out there, what you're looking for, your keys, your reads, how you communicate. And so, uh, and that that's a big thing about the O-line is just uh, having the same group up there um, week in, week out, and day in, day out, so they can uh, work on that communication verbally and non-verbally. And, um, you know, you're just able to play faster if everyone's out there having, you know, a full sentence conversations, and um, you're never going to get the playoffs, so... Playing fast, uh, understanding each other, that's that's uh, a big key. No offensive lineman in Seattle has spent more time blocking for Russell Wilson, but Wilson was out today, the only time he's missed training camp since coming into the league in 2012, and he was reportedly attending his grandfather's funeral, who passed away on Sunday. Britt was asked if it was weird not having Russell at practice today. Maybe a little quieter um, on the offensive side, but, uh, you know, um, we, we came out here and... Uh, with the right mindset, we understood. Um, you know, nothing changes. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, everything goes well, and um, he should be back. So, um, yeah, we'll be good. Wilson is expected back for Saturday's mock game, but with Russell out on Friday, what has he seen from Lynch and Smith? It's been good. Um, I haven't gotten a ton of work with them. Today was a good day to get work with them, and uh, um, both of them show you know that experience that you need and. Um, that uh, the wisdom and 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 whatnot, and um, you know, playing with both of them is kind of you know picking up where you left off with Russ. And uh, but uh, you know, they're getting more comfortable in the system. We're learning them, they're learning us, and uh, we're finding our rhythm for sure. What is Justin Britt most excited about when it comes to the mock game on Saturday? Um, it's one step closer to real football, I and mean, we get to go out there. Um, the coaches kind of sit back and, and let us play ball and. Um, we have to go through the situations ourselves. And, and uh, like I said, it's one step closer to live ball and we get to see where we're at. It's now been 11 months since Paxton Lynch was released by the Denver Broncos last season. Lynch signed with the Seahawks back in January. He started two games in 2016 and again, two games in 2017. And he took to the podium after Friday's practice to talk about his decision to sign with Seattle when he had some other options. I think I had, I know Washington wanted to sign me late in the year, uh, but uh, whenever I came here to Seattle uh, for my workout and got a chance to, to talk to the guys, to talk to Shoddy and talk to uh, Pete and Dave, uh, I, I really liked it. I really liked the culture here. I really liked the atmosphere here, and I heard a lot of good things about uh, this program and and their culture here uh, from other guys I talked to. So uh, Seattle was kind of the top of my list. Uh, I know that it was going to, be a good opportunity to kind of get there and learn, especially be here with Russell, uh, be here with a guy like that, and just kind of sit back and have a chance to learn from him and, and also great coach and great coaching staff. So uh, that's kind of why they were at the top of my list. Because he was released so early last season and wasn't signed by Seattle until January, what was it like following football from somewhere other than the sidelines? It was hard. Um, it's hard. Uh, doing something you love for so long and, you know, kind of get used to it season in, season out. Uh, and then it kind of gets taken away from you. Um, but, you know, it, it gave me a really good opportunity to, to sit back and evaluate myself as a person and just what I had done to this point, kind of be grateful for the things that uh, I had accomplished up until this point. So, uh, and I also had, took a lot of time to get better, too, as a football player. 
Lynch said he worked out for about eight or nine teams during the season. Washington apparently wanted him toward the end of last season, and he was asked if he had a formal offer to join the team late in their season after Alex Smith went down. I'm not sure. I mean, my agent called, my agent was the one that called me and said um, it was in Green Bay when it happened and said that Washington wants to sign you for the, I think the, I think this is when they were in the playoffs, honestly, or they were about to be in the playoffs or whatever it was. They had a few games to get to the playoffs, and uh, me and him kind of talked about it on the phone and made the decision to kind of wait it out, and that's what we did, and I'm very pleased with the decision I made. Looking back at his two seasons with the Broncos, what was his assessment of the time he spent there? It was tough, but obviously in any kind of situation like that, uh, you want to learn You want to learn from it and find one good thing from it that you can take from it and, and carry it over to your next venture that you're going to. And I'm, I'm very thankful for the opportunity that they gave me. I mean, first-round uh, NFL draft pick, uh, not a lot of people get to accomplish that or say that. I wish you know, I could have done more for the, for the team um, in, the, in the program there, but uh, things worked out the way they did, and uh, we're moving on from that. What was one of the positive takeaways from his time in Denver? Seeing how the NFL works, how different, kind of gave me a different perspective on obviously two different cultures, two different programs, two different. Being here with Pete uh, was a little a little different than being there with the coaching staff that I had in Denver. So I think it kind of opens your eyes to see what else is out there. Uh, you, you don't just get stuck in one place and see like this is it. This is how every NFL team is. So you kind of get that eye-opening experience. Paxton was asked about the differences between the two teams, and he says his family feels much more welcome in Seattle. It just feels closer. feels like a, a family. You know, I bring my I bring my fiancé out here. I bring my dad out here, and they even say it too. You know, they feel so much more welcomed around everybody. They're so good to them. They treat them so good. They treat the players good. So feels good. feels like you're part of a family. feels like everybody's close. With Russell Wilson out of practice on Friday, it opened up the opportunity for Lynch and Smith to get more practice reps. How does he feel after the increased workload? Felt good. It was good to come out here. I know Russ had uh, a family matter to attend to, attend to, so I know we're praying for him and, and hoping the best for him. But I think it was a good opportunity for us to uh, come out here and get more reps, obviously, and, and get opportunity to kind of see where we were. And it was good. It was a good day. And what's something that he's picked up from veteran quarterback Russell Wilson during his time in Seattle? Um, just how he just how he interacts with everybody and how how big of a presence he has. He's just such a huge just it's just a huge almost atmosphere around him the way he carries himself the way he is around his teammates the way he is around the coaches and and everybody else so it's just really impressive to me the way he carries himself day in and day out and the work that he puts into this and obviously uh, the benefits that he reaps from it lynch says the opportunity to compete for and potentially win the backup job has really lifted his spirits from how he was feeling last year i mean i think it's a great opportunity uh I was, you know, sitting on the couch watching watching games last year. So just having the opportunity to be out here playing with a team and having teammates again and having guys and going to work every day is just uh, kind of brightened me up and, and picked up my spirits a lot. So I'm just coming out here, obviously, uh, taking this opportunity to grow as much as I can as a person and, and as a player. So where is Lynch focusing his attention on what he needs to do to win the backup job? I just want to show them that, uh, they can trust me um, and I can have that accountability and that um, I can, you know, do whatever needs to be done to help the team uh, whenever my number's called upon. So uh, that's what I'm focusing on right now is, my, is growing as a player uh, myself and doing everything I can. So obviously the guys in the locker room and the coaches and uh, everybody else uh, can trust me if my number's called upon. A couple of reasons why Lynch went in the first round were for his running ability and his ability to throw deep. How big of an advantage is it for him to show off his mobility? 
I think it's a huge advantage. I mean, you see Russell come out here day in and day out and make plays where he the, there's nothing there and it, it breaks down and he extends things with his legs and then hits a big play. And um, it's really comforting knowing that uh, I get the opportunity to come out here and do that and see it and kind of learn from it and see how he does it. And then, you know, kind of take a step back and reevaluate how I do it and learn from it. And what's been his overall mindset and approach for trying to win the quarterback backup battle? Just bettering myself. I mean, I know it's it's always a competition between uh, this guy and that guy, but I just think it's important not to get caught up in that and, and, and more importantly, worrying about yourself and, and doing what you can do to be the best player you can be for your team because, you know, a team's made up of a bunch of individual guys working together uh, to accomplish uh, the team goal. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to do. If my number's called upon, then be ready to help improve the team whatever way I can. Moving on to Geno Smith. Smith signed with the Seahawks just under three months ago, back on May 15th. And the former second-round pick back in 2013 took to the podium on Friday after working primarily with the first-team offense in Russell Wilson's absence. I think we had some ups and downs. You know, uh, we had a you know couple red zone periods uh, where you know we were really good, and then some plays where you know obviously we can improve on. And so uh, you know, obviously that's what practice is for, right? Everyone's got to get on the same page, and uh, that's that's what we're going to go in there and watch film and do. What did Smith get from practice while working with the starters? Obviously, we got to go watch the film and uh, really see, you know, what Shotty wants. But I think, uh, as far as I go, I think I could have been a little bit more cleaner uh, with some of the things, made a few more throws. Uh, we had a lot of great plays, you know, made a lot of great plays. But obviously, you know, you want to be 100%. You can't be 100%, but you want to try and be 100%. And how does Gino feel? Training camp has been going so far. It's been pretty good. We're competing really hard. Um, you know, a lot of days we come out here and uh, there's a lot of things that we can improve on. So we uh, we take it day by day. Um, you know, I really enjoy our group, uh, you know, our quarterback room. A lot of great guys in there. Uh, a lot of really talented quarterbacks. So it's making us all better. Smith spent five of his first six seasons in New York, primarily with the Jets, before going on to Los Angeles last year to play for the Chargers. So what made him decide to move to Seattle? Last year, I took a visit here. I really liked it. You know, got to meet Coach, uh, not Coach Snyder, but Mr. Schneider, and, uh, you know, just got a feel for the area. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful city. And, uh, you know, this year, this time around, I just felt like it was the right, you know, right place for me, right fit. Smith was 12 and 19 in his starts over his first five seasons in the NFL. What did he learn during his time in New York? I learned a ton of things in New York, man. Uh, on the field, off the field, just a bunch of things. Um, specifically, uh, just the maturation process. Uh, you know, I came in, I was a starter as a young guy. Uh, you know, I hit a rough patch early on, but, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, found myself in those moments. And so uh, I became a, a stronger man, a stronger person, and obviously uh, I became a smarter quarterback. You know, I was able to learn under. Eli Manning, I was with, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick and a bunch of great guys, some really good coordinators. Uh, so I've seen a lot of football, know, know a lot of football, and, uh, you know, it's just stuff that I've stored in my memory bank uh, that I try and apply on a daily basis. Smith holds the Jets' rookie record, throwing for 3,046 yards in 2013. Does Gino think it hurt his development as a quarterback by starting right away as a rookie? You know, you can't take anything back, and I wouldn't say it hurt me. Um, it actually it, it made me better. You know, it got me to this point to where, you know, I can come out here and, uh, and execute no matter what the situation is or, or where I'm at. I feel like I can execute, and I have a lot of confidence in myself. And, uh, you know, being in those tough situations early on, uh, it just helped me out a little bit more. So now that he's shifted primarily to the backup role, how has that changed his mindset? 
Let's keep the same mindset. You try and keep the same mindset. Obviously, you know, you got a guy here who's going to be the starter and, and has been the starter. And, uh, you know, Paxton and I, we're competing really hard, you know, for this this backup spot, right? But you always come out with the mindset that you got to compete like a starter. Even if you are the backup, you're always one play away. So you never know, right? You never know. So you got to be, uh, you know, really sharp with your reads. You got to understand the offense just as well as the starter does. And when you go out there, you got to execute the same way. Smith was asked about how he's approaching the competition, and he said he's not sure there's a set way to take it on. I think the way that you approach it is to take it day by day, step by step. Uh, it's one of those things where it's not really uh, something that you can you know, try and put into a box and say, well, you got to do it this way or that way. Everyone does it different, um, and we're all competing out here for one, for one job, right? But uh, the best man's going to win, so you got to go out there and execute, and that's pretty simple. The Seahawks have a pretty large group of players competing at tight end with Will Disley back from his knee injury, Nick Vanette going into the final year of his rookie deal, veteran Ed Dixon is back for a second season, and Seattle traded a seventh-round pick in 2020 to pick up Jacob Hollister from the New England Patriots. You might even consider George Fant as a tight end. So how does Smith like this position group? And that group, uh, they have a lot of lot of skilled guys. Um, they can move. They're big. Uh, they, they're smart. Uh, they find ways to get open. And, uh, you know, our plays, our concepts, uh, you know, it's really built for them to succeed as well as the rest of our playmakers. So, I mean, if we're on, tar- on target with our ball, if we're good with our eyes and our feet, and we find those guys, uh, they usually make the plays. Now that he's fighting for playing time with Russell Wilson and Paxton Lynch, are there any memorable quarterback battles from Geno's career that stand out? Uh, when I came in, I had to compete to be a starter. And then, uh, you know, I had to compete with Fitzpatrick to be a starter. I had to compete to be a backup uh, in New York. I had to compete last year in L.A. And uh, so I've got, I, I've got a lot of confidence in myself. I know that I can do a lot of things on the field. I believe that I am a starter. Uh, I just need another opportunity. But uh, for right now, you just got to take advantage of what you can control, which is, you know, every day out here executing and leading the guys. What makes Russell Wilson different from other quarterbacks that he's been around? You know, Russ is uh, uh, he—he's one of those guys where he's a pocket quarterback, but he's extremely dangerous. You know, when he gets outside of that pocket, uh, there's maybe two or three guys in this league that you can say that about. You know, Aaron Rodgers and a couple other guys, and, and Russ is up there with the best of them. Um, obviously, uh, his leadership stands out. Um, his ability to make plays uh, when, when there's nothing there to to move around and to find guys open, and then uh, in the pocket, he's just as deadly. You hear about the always compete mantra from Coach Carroll, but but sometimes I think we only consider it when we think about practice and playing. But they even go as far as to compete at drawing up plays, something Geno Smith said he was able to beat Russell Wilson at. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where we always compete, right? We always compete with everything. You know, that's the nature of uh, the culture around here, right? Coach Carroll talks about competing every day, and uh, that's something that, you know, really goes on within this building, everybody competing. So when we drop the plays, we try and see who's the fastest, and, you know, I won a couple, and, you know, that was that. And there you have it. Wrapping up day seven of training camp, day eight will be a mock game in Bothell, Washington. We'll be covering that here, and there's more to check out at fieldgoals.com. John Gilbert has an article up there comparing Jermaine Effetti to other right tackles in their early years. Kenneth Arthur has an article up about Drew Locke, who played for the Broncos in the Hall of Fame game, and how we're probably going to be seeing a lot of Locke in the upcoming preseason game against the Broncos on the 8th. Check out some of the training camp highlights with Mookie Alexander's article on field goals. And if you're looking for more podcasts, you can check out the Seahawkers podcast. Adam and I have our 2019 season expectations. And if you want to subscribe to the Seahawkers podcast, go to seahawkerspodcast.com slash subscribe. And you can get the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. 